You're listening to Teacher Features, a podcast where real educators evaluate teachers from film and television and discuss what Hollywood gets right and wrong about education. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Teacher Features. I'm Jake Scott. And I'm Catherine Over. This week we watched Mona Lisa Smile and we will do an evaluation on Catherine Watson, the character played by Julia Roberts. Welcome to Teacher Features. All right, let's start as we always start with a summary of the movie. So Catherine, will you uh, give us the rundown? Catherine Watson, an art history professor, wanted to teach at Wellesley College. But when she gets hired, she realizes that what she believed to be a rigorous academic institution is no more than a glorified finishing school. So she challenges her students' tradition and helps them see what else the world can hold for them. So let's start by talking about what we think Catherine Watson does well as a teacher. I have one that's in the beginning, it was kind of a negative, but then she turns it into a positive. Okay. So, like, when she first walks in on class on the first day, and she puts up the slides, and they already know all the information. Yeah, every slide she puts up, they can recite the date, the the popular opinion that is accepted about that painting. Yeah, and they know everything. And it's, like, Art History 100. Yes. So, it's, like, a very, supposedly... It's supposed to be a basic level course. Right. It's supposed to be an introductory class, yes. and they've already just read the text, so they know everything. So and they've the, also memorized it, apparently, yes. too. Like, they're very smart. And on purpose, though. Like, they kind of wanted to get her a little bit, I feel. Do you think they wanted to get her, or do you think they wanted to be prepared? I think that once they realized what she was going to do, I think she they wanted to show, you don't really know what you're doing. It seemed malicious to But me. they would have had to prepare in advance to know all that stuff to get her i think they still if it had been like a veteran teacher Mm -hmm. i think they would have prepared the same exact way but i think the manner in which they present the information oh then they were showing off exactly they're like you don't know lady we already know all this because she was from like that other college and there's like oh a little bit far away from in california yeah or something yeah anyway so so what about so, so what was good about that? The good about that wasn't good because like she didn't know her audience. Okay. But I liked how she directly like asked the question, "Who here has read all this?" Oh, and sure. And then she went and she was like going through the files, mm-hmm. and then the next time she came in, knowing her audience of her students, she completely switched the way that she taught it. That's what I liked. I wrote down the same kind of thing. That first class that went so poorly, it essentially served as a pre-assessment. Yes. It wasn't planned as that, but she just met her students and found out that they already had all this background knowledge, so she didn't really need to cover it, which is fine. I had college classes where your professor, if you went to a class where the professor was just going to teach you what was in the book, it no longer became important to go to yes. class. So she like flipped it. So I she feel. flipped it because she said, okay, these kids already know everything in, that is in the book, yes. so we'll just adjust the class exactly. and make it different. So knowing your audience. Knowing your audience and adjusting to meet the students' needs exactly. wherever they are. That was my first one. One of the things I thought she did really well was hold her students to really high expectations. So this is um, depicted when Julia Stiles comes into her office and says, you gave me a C. So you came to see me. You gave me a C. I'm kind. The assignment was to write about Bruegel. That's what I did. No, what you did was to copy Strauss. I was referencing an expert. If I wanted to know what he thought, 
I'd buy his book. And so she was really challenging her student to express her own opinion and form her own opinion. Because yeah. I think one of the things that it, that became clear was they didn't necessarily have their own opinion. So Julia Roberts was just pushing them to have some kind of opinion about these things and not just recite yes. somebody else's opinion. What is a, What else do you think that she did well? I had the same thing with high expectations that I noticed over there that you said you didn't like it. I love when she called Betty out. What? Oh. I loved it. When Wait, she, okay, so... Come to so, class, do the work, or I'll fail you. I loved it. Since your wedding, you've missed six classes of paper and your midterm. Well, thank God I didn't miss the paint-by-numbers lecture. <laughs> I was on my honeymoon, and then I had to set up house. What does she expect? Attendance. Most of the faculty turn their heads when the married students miss a class or two? Well, then why not get married as freshmen? That way, you could graduate without actually ever stepping foot on campus. Don't disregard our traditions just because you're subversive. Don't disrespect this class just because you're married. Don't disrespect me just because you're not. Come to class, do the work, or I'll fail you. If you fail me, there will be consequences. Are you threatening me? I'm educating you. That's my job. So Betty is Kirsten Dunst's Dunst. character. Yes. She's kind of the villain through most yes. of the She thinks the she game. knows everything and yes. like rules do not apply to her. Okay, so you liked I loved it. So I'm not with... all for calling students out, but I think that Kirsten Dunst's attitude was impacting the climate and culture of that class. And by her calling her out, she squashed. I guess that's true. I, I'm i a little conflicted because I put that down as kind of a negative thing when she had that confrontation yeah. in class. But I see your point that it is holding the kids to a high expectation. Because I guess when she comes in, Jennifer Goodwin's character says, yes. oh, the married girls get a pass here. Yeah. And so she's like, well, get married when you're a freshman it, then. Exa- oh, it was, I thought it was. Because if you looked... When Kirsten Dunst was gone, mm-hmm. like off being married and setting up home, as she said, the entire culture of that class was different. Oh, interesting. I remember the one time they had to look at the um, the painting. The Jackson Pollock. Yes. And Jennifer Goodwin's character like tiptoed over. I'm like, oh, thank goodness Betty isn't here. That's true, I guess. And then Kirsten Dunst came back in and like she was trying to take control again. And Julia Roberts, like, shut her down, and I loved it. Okay. I loved it. One thing that this does depict well is, like, one student can make a difference. You could have that one kid, and when they're absent, it's like, oh, my my day is going to be easy today. Because I don't have to argue, or I don't have to deal with whatever they're bringing in. And Kirsten Dunst was that character. She was. she was gone off with her husband. And, like, after that, like... By standing up to her, she knew there was going to be repercussions. Yeah, for that. there definitely. And were. she, but that she's like, "This is what we do in here, and if you're not doing it, get out." Yeah, and I loved it. The other thing <laughs> I thought she did really well is giving some meaningful and authentic experiences when she takes them to that warehouse yeah. to see the Jackson Pollock painting. That's very cool. Like to to know someone who is, I guess, an art dealer yeah. or mover she must know or something. A lot of people. And so they get to just stand in the warehouse with this painting before it's in a museum or something. So she's giving them that opportunity, which is very cool. And I think good teachers, like, you don't have to know whoever these guys with the the warehouse full of paintings were. But because I've used, like, people that I know as a resource in my classroom, if I can. And I know that our friend James is really good at that. Like, he'll have a friend who's a storyteller or a poet, and he just brings people yeah. in all the time. And I think, hasn't your dad come in for stuff? Yeah, my or dad, dad came in. Yeah, they've come, my dad came in for 
in first grade for like health type stuff because mm-hmm. he's a doctor. So that was a good fit. I don't. I don't feel like I'm super great at that bringing people in. I don't. But to I'm, me, like that bringing people in that experience, I had written that down. But I thought it was like a technique, like of her ability to hook. Like she always had really consistent hooks in her lessons. Yeah. Like after the horrible lesson, the next one she put up that like painting of that like. From oh, the organs, grotesque thing they had never seen. Mm-hmm. Then when she did like the ads, that then it was the painting in the warehouse. It was the paint by numbers. Like anything she did at the start of it, it was something that they hadn't seen. So her anticipatory exactly. set was wonderful. Everything with her was inquiry. It was all questioning. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at when it was super successful, I think she did. I'm trying to remember now if she, because she definitely has a point of view that's very strong yes. in the movie. But does she? push that on the students or does she let them arrive there on their own i think most of the time she lets them arrive there i can think of one situation where i felt like she was imposing her values on them Uh but if you think of like the when they're in the warehouse she goes like you don't need to like it Mm -hmm. but you have to think about it just consider it consider it and then you can leave exactly so she wasn't saying like you have to like this yeah, I think you're right. She does the is she, that a Socratic dialogue or something? Yeah, it was it was really inquiry based. Like an inquiry based yep. question because she yeah you're right she, she did a lot of up. questioning exactly and then made them it was application it and we, wrestle with it. They were yeah. used to just like regurgitating information. Mm-hmm. She was super high on that Bloom's yes, taxonomy. Yes, exactly. The other strength I think that Catherine Watson demonstrates in this is the ability to forgive. As a teacher, you can take things very personally. And even in this movie, Kirsten Dunst is lashing out at her. She's nasty. She is really nasty. And when they're college students like she that, they're ta- adults. Like even her voice is... There will be consequences. consequences. Exactly. I know you love this movie. Like, I love I, this movie. <laughs> I find it a little... I don't love this movie. Every time I watch this movie, I love it. I cry every time at the like, end. Every time. Especially, like, the wedding scene in the middle... When that's the part that I was just like, oh, come on. It's, oh. it's so dumb. Like, oh, it's so... Topher Grace is so annoying. And then he's like, well, hi there, miss. I, oh, you're the one they keep talking about. Oh, Julia Stiles. Yes. Husband, he's so dumb Oh, in this I movie. like oh, him. come on. And then everybody talks about, oh, that accent. They sound like, the well, wedding we're is Wesleyan girls. We're going to ride our bicycles around. I oh, do love the bicycles. So I just wish I was in the movie. I really do. <laughs> I wish I was Julia Stiles. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, she's the best one. She's the best, she's the best one, one, obviously. She's the best one. Uh, even if her husband is such a dork. Like, he's a he's dork. A, he's a lovable dork. Oh, exactly. He's a like, lovable his dork. Hu- like, her husband is like the type of person I go for. Like, super dork. Like <laughs> he is such a dork. He's like, good golly. Like, how you doing? Oh, gee. But, any- how did we get on this? I don't remember you were talking Oh, about- forgiveness. So she, Yes, like, forgiveness. After Betty is so nasty to her and so like personal attacks they reach out at the end and and she forgives all that stuff and can look past it which is that takes a big person yes i work with with fourth and fifth graders and there are times when they say things that are nasty and you have to like you have it it can hurt that's why i was terrified to go to the older grades i because i didn't know if i would have like a thick enough skin for that yeah because in first grade it really like they don't have that vicious yeah i had this really interesting conversation this year i don't know if i told you this story it was near the end of the school year and this boy in my class and he came up to me one day near the end and he told me you treat different kids differently my initial reaction was like well like you want to defend yourself sure as a teacher that is a heartbreaking thing to feel that like someone would think that you treat them differently and so i remember i told him i was like you know take like 
I think we both just need to like process this for a moment. I'm like, I'm going to call you over in a couple minutes and we're going to talk about it. Did he say it angrily or did no. he just say it? He said it in this like very sincere way. Like he had, he was emotional about okay. it. And, it, and then, so I called him over. I'm like, well, what, like, wh- can you give me an example? And the examples that he gave were like really odd things. Like one time I let someone else hold the iPad to videotape something and he didn't get to, hmm. or I had someone else, like I have a penguin collection. Someone else got to go put the penguin up and he didn't get to. And really it came down to the fact that it's like everyone wants to be noticed. And at first I was hurt by that. But at the same time, it was the idea that you never realize the impact that you have on someone. And like I genuinely, like that shifted how I look at fifth grade now because how much value they put in little things that I didn't think mattered. I think what you bring up is a good point though. Because sometimes when you get that criticism, especially if it's from a student and it is legitimate and it... It's truthful. If, if it's truthful... And you didn't realize it about yourself. Yeah, I think our initial reaction, me too, like, is to be defensive. But if you are able to look, take a step back and not take it personally and not get too defensive and do, like, a self-evaluation mm-hmm. of what you're doing and make a change... Because I think... In the movie, she, she has to do, do that. that with Julia Styles when it was like that judgment. Like you can, like because she had to move to Pittsburgh. Right. She Julia... was either she was upset that she wasn't going to go to law school. Yes. And, and the teacher wanted her to, and she had to step back and say, "Okay, your choice is not my choice." But you that's say okay. we can. I think Julia says like you can. You tell us we can be whatever we want to be, and this is what I want to be. Right. And you judge me for that. Right. So I don't know. That was my connection. Yes, and I think. I think we're going to talk about that in a minute, but yes. she does come around to it and and be okay with that yes. different choice. Let's now talk about what she does poorly and where she could uh, be a better teacher. So what what do you think? I really had just like one major thing that kind of okay. kept coming up, and I feel like it is a challenge. I felt like the students and the professors, all these people had a sense that she was trying to impose her values on other people. And I think if that many people are consistently saying that, there is an element of truth to it. She definitely has an agenda. Yes. And that's interesting because her agenda is like women's rights, rights. women's liberation, equal equal rights, uh, destroy traditional gender roles, yes. or at least open, open it up to different yes. possibilities. And you could say, all right, Catherine Watson, nobody else wants that. Yeah. But yeah. it's also like there's a time when... People would be like black rights. Exactly. Oh, well, well, hey, nobody else wants, wants that. that. Well, no, exactly. But so we it's should. just, and I just think that it's that. I feel like any teacher, at like a higher level with mm-hmm. students, feels that. Like I know when I, I teach things, like I mean, we taught American Revolution. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing on missing perspectives. You know, sure. like we looked at images from the American Revolution, like paintings, and we identified how in all the paintings, the person in power was a white male, mm-hmm. every single one, and like. Some people could look at that and say that I was pushing my... Because that, that is my belief. Right. That I was pushing that value on my students. Right. And I think it's a fine line. Yeah, I think there is... It's it's a tricky thing. I think it's tough for any it teacher is. to figure out. I think there is something... Teachers have to be aware of their perspective and what yes. they're bringing. And yeah, it, I don't think you necessarily want to push beliefs on someone. But sometimes but they're... at the same time, like, I remember, I don't know... I don't know if I was at, like, beyond diversity. I don't know what training I was at. But the statement was made that as a teacher, like, the first and foremost thing you teach is your culture. Like, 
in the way you hold yourself, the way you speak, what you value, like you embody that in your teaching. Oh, so that's the the, the it, it, unwritten cr- exactly, that's the, exactly. You're teaching it by doing it all exactly. Time. Okay, you like what you value comes across. Definitely, your culture comes across. Your expectations come across. Yeah, and and there's no getting of, around that, right? Exactly. Like you can't just not be yourself. And so I think of like when we were doing that lesson, they had to write letters to someone that they saw perpetuating a missing perspective today. Mm-hmm. And like a million of their letters, they wrote to Donald Trump. And it was hard for me, though, as a teacher, I wanted to be like, well, you're right on. Like, you know what you're talking about. But that's like my belief. I know in that class I had students whose families probably would not have agreed with me. Yeah. And so it's, I always, yeah, I just think it's the balance. And I, I, but I think she has to be careful of that. I think you always have to be careful of that, especially, I know that when you and I used to teach in a district that was very conservative. And I remember during election time when John McCain and Sarah Palin were on the ticket. They won in our school. At our school election, John McCain and Sarah Palin won and they announced it over the loudspeaker and my class cheered. Yeah. I remember having a long conversation where I wasn't pushing any agenda, I was just asking questions to see what they were yeah. saying because they were talking about it already and I just kept asking clarifying questions. And it came out that this girl wanted John McCain to win, then die, so Sarah Palin could be the president. And then she kept telling me about how Barack Obama is not a U.S. citizen, citizen. anyway, so he shouldn't be the president yeah. because uh, the, the law of, she kept calling it the law of protus, forbids it. And then I was like, what is the law of POTUS? Well, she meant POTUS, President of the United States. But she kept saying PROTUS. And I'm like, and I I was like, what is PROTUS? And I looked it up. It sounds like a pharmaceutical drug. Or like a Greek god or something. And I think she must have gone home and said, Mr. Scott was asking me all these questions. Because her mom wrote me a letter the next day. And it was not a letter like, don't talk to my daughter about this stuff. Or like, because I wasn't pushing any political agenda. I was staying totally neutral. But it was just explaining, like, Protus is the law that de- t- says... It was just an explanation of, like, how Barack Obama is a secret, like, foreigner or something. And I was like, okay. Did you okay. respond? No, I just... Re- it was more like the parent was trying to inform me. They weren't, like, scolding well, me. Like they were like, River. Scott needs to know this stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really important. And I think she found a good way to do it. Yes. For the most part. But I get her thing, too. Yeah. Like, I, I went into teaching... Because as an 18-year-old, I legitimately thought, like, this is the best way to make social change. Like, that was my processing. Right. And so it's very hard for me. I feel like part of my job is to guide discussion. Yeah. It's just hard to guide discussion because secretly, like, I would like to guide them all to, not what I think, but, well, but there's some value. Well, but what you think is good on certain things, like, there's going to be, there, sometimes there is just something that is good, good. or right. I, I think. Yes. Um, where we will talk about, like, racism is bad. And, like, if you can do things to address y- racism yes. in society, yes. then you should do them. And, but, but we're not going to teach, point, like, though, like... But that was bad. Right. And, and, see, and so that's, that's what I'm hard. saying. Yeah. And I think, I think she found a good way to do it by doing the, just asking questions. I'm yeah. going to show you this thing. I will ask you a question about it. And you have to come to the conclusions. Like, this is the evidence I'm presenting. Yes. The only time she didn't do that, though, was when she put the ads up. Contemporary art. No, that's just an advertisement. Quiet. Today, you just listen. 
What will the future scholars see when they study us? A portrait of women today? There you are, ladies. The perfect likeness of a Wellesley graduate, magna cum laude, doing exactly what she was trained to do. Slide. And she the girl and the yeah. girl said, "Well, it was after the Betty had attacked her." Well, she put the ads up, and she also read from the editorial yes. because and, it was a direct response. And then the Jennifer Goodwin character was like, "Oh, that's just an ad," and she's like, "No talking today. Yeah, you listen to me." Yeah. That well, one was probably a little. But it was powerful at the same it time, was. and it is. I don't know. It's that's tough. I, I think. Conflicted. I think that's one of the things that makes being a teacher tough is you have to navigate these things. And like, I remember at our old school. There were books that had like geological information about Pangea, and parents complained about it because when they're like, no, no, no. Continent. I had a. It was a former colleague with Continental Drift. Yeah, Continental Drift, and the, a parent wrote a letter and said, "Do not read my child yeah. books about Continental Drift." Yeah. It's like, well, this is science. Like, it is true. Yeah. It is just a, a fact, and yeah. they didn't want it taught. So, like, you. Yeah, it's tough to navigate those things. And I think she found, for the most part, I think she found, and it's definitely different with college students and it's, yeah. and elementary students, but you always have to be aware of the bias you bring and then how you are presenting information and how you ask your students yeah. to, to wrestle so with So I don't it. think it was a bad thing. No. I just think it is a cautionary tale. Yes. I think the, it's the, time when it, I think the time when it is a bad thing is what we mentioned earlier is when she's pushing Julia Stiles, Julia Stiles yeah. character into uh, law school when she has already decided that she doesn't, doesn't want to go to law school yeah. because, and Julia Stiles says it in the movie, that that's her choice and that she wants her choice yes. to be respected, yes. which is what, what Catherine Watson was saying anyway. she's got that great husband. Got great Topher Grace husband is just like a golden retriever of a man. Just so excited. <laughs> the other thing I thought was I know we talked about when she calls Betty out in class publicly. I I think it. it worked out well for her and it was it was a cool moment in the movie. But I think that you have to be careful with that kind of thing yes. because it is a power a, struggle. It's a huge power yeah. struggle and it's also kind of attacking that kid and maybe. I mean, in this movie, that kid needed to... Be, she wasn't even a kid. She was an adult, adult at that point. Yeah. And she needed to be attacked, and, and Julia Roberts had to stand up for herself. Um, but when she pokes her face with the pencil, that maybe oh, crossed... Oh, she the, did? Don't you remember? When I didn't Catherine's, see that. Or when, uh, when, when she's staring at her and saying, like, there will be consequences, she takes her pencil and... and That's like, my job. And guy, yeah, she's... What is I, I'm going to teach. Are you threatening me? No, I'm educating you. That's my job. And she pushes her, her chin with oh, the pencil. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't see that. Oh, no. She oh, pushes her chin that. with the pencil. And I, I agree. Like, oh, that's I think bad. you crossed the line That's there. bad. Yeah, I agree. I that's think you bad. crossed the I line I missed there. the pencil poking. But, like, I think, I think that needed to be, well, maybe it didn't. This is a movie. And it, this, is, this situation is, is very dramatic anyway. But if I were in a situation like this, I think you need to have a private conversation with that student before, because when it's public like that, like Kirsten Dunst has got her people and she's trying to rally her little yeah. group around her. And then, so it, it's the power struggle with the audience and that makes it a bad situation. It's a bad she situ won. Yeah. She, you it's know. a bad situation, but I think if she would have had that conversation privately, I don't think it would have worked. Sure. I get, I think it was a very need, unique situation. It was a unique situation. You're not necessarily going to find yourself in that situation. And so she did, have to stand up for what is tolerated in her class 
which is good. But I think that I, there's a possibility that she could have done it differently. Maybe not. I agree that the pencil part was bad. The pencil part but is I crossing the, the line. Part. That's a it's a risky move though. It's a risky what, move. Because what if it hadn't gone her way? I mean, I I think she kind of knew that the rest of the class was on her side. But imagine if the other girls had been like, "Yeah, we all want to get married and not have to go to class." <laughs> We're all walking out. We're getting out of here. Have fun with your paintings, lady. <laughs> then it would have blow up in her face. It worked out for her, but that's a that's a high risk yeah, confrontation. It is. So made I think for great. It made for a great scene. scene. It was it, so. I it was, was just, tense. It was I tense. felt like I felt like I was in that classroom. But yeah, in real life, I don't know. Like, be careful about that kind of big confrontation. Because I. I told you the story one time where I had the kid that was driving me nuts with the tying of the shoes. I told oh, you this, this isn't... Exactly. Yes. Example. And I was like, it was a horrible teaching moment. Please don't judge me by this. <laughs> but I literally said, if you keep playing like with your shoe, I'm going to have to take it away. Why I would take away any child's shoe is beyond me. But then he kept playing with it. And so there was a moment where like, I literally was like, give me your shoe. And then I felt like an idiot because I was just like holding this shoe. And I'm like, this was really stupid of me. It was and a now hor- have, yep. And now I had to, like, what do I do with the shoe? Like, hold it? It was horrible. It was a horrible early teaching moment. But we all have we them. We all have them. We all have them. Yeah. Like, you're going to have, you're a human. So teachers look, are humans. I look at this mistakes. little first grader with one shoe on his foot. And I took one of the shoes. And then, like, all the other kids started, like, playing with it. Like, what am I going to do? Take everyone's shoe away? Yeah, see, that's the see, that's, exactly. that's why power struggles exactly. are risky like that. Exactly. You... I did apologize to the child after. I publicly, I said, I'm sorry I took away your shoe. I was feeling a little frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> that. I'm an excellent teacher. <laughs> Not really. We all make mistakes. Yeah. We all make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember, I, yeah. You get into them. You get into them. You get in and you're just like, oh, no. Yeah. What have I done? <laughs> I'm holding this child-sized shoe in the palm of my hand. All right, let's move on to talk about how could Catherine Watson become a better teacher? What could she do to improve? I think at the end of this movie, she decides not to be a teacher, teacher anymore. anymore. She moves to Europe, I think. Yeah, to Italy. Yeah. Or something like that. So she leaves teaching. Um, but what... Let's say she was going to come back for the next year because they say the student evaluations were great and registration was was enormous for, for yeah. her class the following year. So what do you think she would do differently the following year to be a better teacher? I think it's just a... It, I think it's a very hard thing because, I, like I said, I don't really think there's anything that I saw that she did really bad besides, like, the pencil thing that I didn't know about and, like, having to watch, like her viewpoints sure but i think that there's an aspect to teaching that sometimes it's the environment that you are in like i know like my first school that that charter school i felt like the cards were just kind of stacked against me like sure. no ma- and i feel like for her the cards were stacked against her like no matter what she did at that school there would have been pushback like how like they said the next year they she had to send her lesson plans oh, in, that's right do the syllabus can't 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 talk i'm tapping the table which is not allowed (laughs) you can't talk to any student about personal matters outside your course like so i don't think she could be a good teacher there because to me all those things aren't being a good teacher so i don't think she could be a better teacher i think she she would i think she would need to teach somewhere else okay well i think that's like the the journey she went on in this movie 
kind of set up her students to take on her charge. Like yes. all those things that she was advocating for, like women's rights and equal rights and things are things that her students now value because yes. she kind of opened their eyes to yes. it. Um, and so they will, they will now continue because the students are the ones in power anyway yeah. in that school in a way because they have the ability to make change. Um, well, the students are in power because their parents are on the board. Right. But those students are... They have a lot to... Yeah. They have a lot to... Yeah. I think they have a lot Because they sway. knock on the door with the gavel at the beginning. Oh, that was... Let us in to the Who room is it? of learning. Who is it? All the women. women. Or, I don't remember yeah. what they said. That was a little cheesy. But it Julie, was a little but cheesy. But Julia Stiles got to do it. Yeah, and it was cheesy. Um, but so it, I don't know. it's nice. I don't know how I would tell her to be a better teacher. I don't I, either. I would and, love her if she was my teacher. I'd be super into it. Would you love it just because it's an echo chamber of what you already believe? Yes. Okay, so that's I really interesting. Do. Like, I think there are definitely opportunities for teachers to. I, you got to applaud her courage to oh, do it yeah, because I if you see it. something that is wrong and she has the guts to kind of yeah. put her job on the line to stand up for it, like we have all this stuff going on with Black Lives Matter. Right, like we talked about that in my class this year. Yeah, and we talk about like my students are are native students and they have a, a unique perspective and we talk about that kind of stuff yeah. all the time. And they bring it in, and I think, you because know, they want to talk about it. They That's want to talk the thing. about it. Like, this, these kids didn't want to talk about no. it. Um, like even this this summer, like I've been teaching summer school, and I have a fifth grader who I have a very close relationship with, and uh -huh. she's been helping me after. And I drive her to her home in North after we go, and every time we drive in, she wants to have this like deep conversation about race. Hmm. Every time she asked me if I would want to live there. Yesterday, so yesterday, yeah, she asked me if I would date a person that looked like her. Wow. She asked me that in the car. Wow. You know, tangent, but no, but it, that's what it is. Is it's I like I think it makes it. Yeah, it, when you watch a movie like this, because we have the the benefit of history and like yeah. now we can, we've pretty much agreed. Like, yeah, what they were doing, what like, she was Julia, advocating, what for she was advocating was right. Was right she was on. in the right. But as a teacher who's living in it, there are some really divisive issues that if you go there it's very like you're gonna like get a gay lot and of lesbian rights like i think of if i in our, in our former old school, district oh man talking about that would have been yeah you really don't want yeah it but seems like things are much, things are very divided yeah it is kind of horrible because um because like it's the law it's like, the law and it's and like now i'm comfortable talking about that with my kids yeah and yeah and it it does so much depend on the district and the community yeah. that you're serving, how they're going to react to that kind but of thing. But think, like, that would have been, her environment would have been, like, she was teaching a not, like, upheld view in a community where they were against what she believed. It would have been, like, us teaching LGBT rights in our, in old, our district. old district. Yes. Yeah, so I... And they would have, we would have had the same repercussions, probably. Yeah, it would have been. So it would we have been very, bad. We, we would have been very brave. Don't feel brave. No, I don't feel. Like I wonder. Like, now, I don't feel like Catherine Watson at all now. <laughs> but I think that's interesting because we teach elementary students. I wonder if conversations were happening at the high school level that were different. Yeah. That were encouraging students to to examine viewpoints and perspectives and maybe. I feel like it's challenge. different. For, I feel like me making the jump from kindergarten, first grade to fifth grade this year. My conversations are way different. Oh, of course. You know. Of course. I think so I don't think she can be a better teacher. 
I I uh, I think she was pretty effective. I thought she did a good job. Her lessons were cool. Like that's the yeah, kind of art I class I would love to take class. that class. It was very cool. I would want to be in that class and like want to be like her. That's what I would want to be. In. Yeah. Well, she would have loved that because she, she she I wanted know. you to. F- well, she I would have gone right through. I would have been like, you maybe that's why board. I love the movie so much. Let's um let's rate this teacher. What do we think? And I think I kind of know what you're gonna say. Yeah, what she's you, exemplary. She's exemplary. I love her. Um, I agree. I think that she does an exceptional job yes. in the classroom. If you look, if you were just to go observe her in the classroom, other than that first day, yeah, the first day, and the the teaching practices she does are pretty good. The only thing I thought was weird, and I should have said this when we were way back at bat, I just realized it. Remember when there was like when she gave Julia Stiles a law application, mm-hmm. they were taking that test. Yes, and it was like I am putting up a slide. You need to identify the year in which it was done and like the whatever whatever about it. What she was assessing them on was not anything like what they were doing in class. Oh, interesting. So maybe her assessments could be I don't know. Better suited. I I guess we don't know the other Exactly. So that was my only thing. Um, I didn't like that. Well did I would have to go back and look specifically. What was it just Tell me about the painting, or was it what is your opinion? It was not your opinion. You're going to compare and contrast two paintings. Oh, interesting. So maybe her assessment. Well, I think I her know. other assessment was the Van Gogh, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Was that an assignment, or did she I don't know. optional? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, because that was an interesting assessment, yeah, all those too. Paintings, oh. Like, I'm like, oh, God. Good, good stuff. Just makes me want to go do a Van Gogh paint by number. <laughs> we, always, we always also ask if you would want your child to be in this class. I think we both say yeah. we would want to be in this class. Gosh. It sounded awesome. That teacher. It looked like a cool class. And you you get to see some real drama when Kirsten Dunst tries to step up it to the is. teacher. She and Julia just... Roberts smacks her down. Oh, God. Says, uh-uh. It was just, it was perfection. Perfect. One other thing I wanted to ask, what do you think we can learn from this teacher Ooh. in our own practice? So what could you take from Catherine Watson and apply in your classroom? And I'm putting you on the spot. You're putting I didn't me on tell this. You, but I thought this would be an interesting but... segment and maybe make it more useful for us. I think the questioning and she, the hook. She was good at questioning. I feel like that's, like, because some of it's not quite applicable just because they're so much older. Mm-hmm. But, like, sometimes I feel like, man, like, when I used to teach, like, in undergrad, like, it was exciting what I was doing. And now I feel like sometimes, like, it's, like, you try to make it exciting, but you don't really do that. It's kind of, like, run of the, it's, like, routine. And her things were never routine. She really did a good job of yeah. finding unique yes. things to, to inspire those students to yes. think about stuff. I think what I will take from her is introducing more authentic experience into the classroom. Yeah. Like when she looked at the advertisements, that's a great lesson. Yep. Like you could do that now and show it opens up such yep. such a broad array of topics when you look at what advertisers think is going to Yes. And I also people. think too what you can take from that. Like like we said, what she was saying at that time was not well accepted but we look back how many years and we see that that was right like with current events happening today with racial equity and looking at our schools mm-hmm. it's like what do you like not to be afraid to say something now because of the re- repercussions it could have right because 20 years down the road not 20 way oh, more oh god i hope it's not 20 i hope it's I a know. lot less than that. i don't know um I, good i think yeah yeah those are some good lessons to take from her I hope our listeners will share things that they will take from this teacher as well. Tweet at us or post on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear what you guys thought. And I think that wraps up our episode. So thank you as always for listening. I'm Jake Scott. And I'm Catherine Overk. And this has been Teacher Features.
you for listening to Teacher Features. Please subscribe to the podcast and write a review on iTunes. It helps our listeners discover the show. Also, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, at PodcastPLC, to share your opinions about the teachers we discuss on the show. We'd love to hear what you think. Thanks. Bye. article recent can i talk about paul about hillary clinton just because this will probably be you can talk about it but okay just because of the, it won't be it'll be delayed yeah we won't release it in time well to make it remember that time there this was, won't be released until president trump is ruling us all stop it that's terrifying <laughs>